I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Where is the Asai? Is the new question in town, not in India, but in the states. So what went down? Here's what happened. A woman in New York has filed a lawsuit against Starbucks. Why, you ask? Joan Cominis, a resident of Queens, says there's no mango in Starbucks's mango dragon fruit. There's no passion fruit in the pineapple passion fruit refresher, and there's no acai in the strawberry acai drink. Her main criticism is that the elements that are missing are the ones that are highlighted in the drink names. She further asserts that the main ingredients in all of the refreshment beverages are water, grape juice concentrate, and sugar. Bloomberg reports that according to the lawsuit filed by Cominis, Starbucks broke a New York law which has to do with false advertising and deceptive practices by using product names that are implied promise but don't actually stand up to the name. She also raised a concern about the pricing in addition to the ingredients. Cominis stated that Starbucks was unfairly benefiting itself by charging for beverages highly as though they included the claimed ingredients. However, it's critical to note that promotional drinks such as in this case the fruity drinks that Starbucks released for the summer have a shelf life of at least 3 to 4 months. This implies that any fresh fruit or item listed in the label can only be a flavoring agent. Otherwise, beverages lose their freshness. Bloomberg also reported another incident involving a California-based Subway franchise and complaints about their tuna sub. Consumers complained that the tuna sandwich is tainted with various types of fish, animal products, and other unidentified ingredients instead of tuna. Although on its website, Subway refutes the allegation and notes that it exclusively utilizes wild-caught skipjack tuna in its sandwiches. As for India, The Food Safety and Standards Authority of India or the FSSAI established new rules on food labeling and display guidelines which has come into effect since July 1st. Essentially, the new laws outline that it is imperative for brands to highlight the specifications of prepackaged food and display relevant information which includes where the product was produced, processed, served and stored. In accordance with the rules Additionally the labels on these prepackaged items must be attached to the container as a whole and not printed separately. Furthermore, according to the guidelines, companies must mention every component in descending order of weight or volume. And it's not just packaged food. Restaurants too are expected to print the calorific content per serving and serving size next to food products on menu cards. For the next few minutes you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. I am Farheen Khan and here is the deep dive for August 9, 2022. As Vazirex is caught in the eye of the storm, the question for millions of India's crypto investors is to withdraw investments or to not. Earlier on 5th August the enforcement directorate or ED said that it conducted searches on one of the directors of Zanmai Lab Private Limited which owns Vazir X over allegations of assisting instant loan app companies in laundering money The investigative agency also froze bank deposits worth 64.67 crore rupees belonging to the crypto exchange 
saying that it found evidence against the company while investigating into a number of non-banking financial companies or NBFCs and their fintech partners involved in predatory lending practices in violation of the RBI guidelines. There have been many reports of these instant loan apps harassing and threatening borrowers, which have led to some instances of suicides across India as well. While many of these fintech apps that are allegedly backed by Chinese funds have shut down since the investigation began, the ED claimed to have found large amounts of money being diverted by the fintech companies to Vazir X for purchase of crypto assets and then laundering them abroad. Although Vazir X has denied allegations of wrongdoing, expectedly, the ED's actions sent jitters across the industry. But hold on, there's more to this. Soon after the ED probe began, Vazirex and its Chinese counterpart Binance have been sparring on Twitter and the public spat is over who owns Vazirex. While Vazirex founder Nishal Shetty says Binance does, Shangpeng Zhao, the CEO of the Chinese company, says no. So then, who really owns Vazirex? Well, there is no short answer to that, it seems. In 2019, Binance had announced in a blog post that it had, quote-unquote, acquired Vazirex. But since the ED probe began, Binance has seemingly distanced itself from Vazirex, with Zhao claiming that the transaction to acquire the Indian crypto exchange was never completed. In a series of tweets, he clarified that Binance has never owned any shares of Zanmai Labs, but only provides wallet services to Vazirex as a tech solution. It is the crypto exchange that is solely responsible for user sign-up, KYC, trading and initiating withdrawals, not Binance, Zhao said. But Shetty, on the other hand, has also been tweeting saying that it's true that Binance doesn't own Zanmai, but it owns Vazirex. Let me read some of his tweets. Zanmai Labs has licensed from Binance to operate iron-oil crypto pairs in Vazirex. Binance operates crypto-to-crypto pairs, processes crypto withdrawal, one tweet read. Another one said, Binance owns Vazirex domain name. Binance has root access of AWS servers. It has all the crypto assets and all crypto benefits. In fact, in an interview with Money Control, Shetty said he has all the legal documents to prove that Binance controls all crypto-to-crypto trading and crypto deposits and withdrawals on the platform. But what is really at the root of this bizarre clash between the two CEOs? Why are the two so eager to disown ownership? Namish Sangui, CEO of CoinCrunch, a cryptocurrency news website, breaks it down. So the root of this Vazirex and Binance uh, and Vazirex ownership debate is obviously the news around ED probe. So if you read the press release from ED, it uh, says that Vazirex claims that crypto-to-crypto transactions are owned by Binance and uh, there is a lot of ambiguity in the transfers between these two exchanges and uh, Binance is not helpful in the investigation because there are seldom any replies uh, when they write an email to Binance. So this looks like, you know, Binance trying to sort of uh, safeguard themselves against any media or investigation backlash uh, by saying that or bringing to light that, you know, they don't anything in the Indian company Zenmai Labs that operates Vazirex in India. Perhaps it's also worth mentioning here that an investigative report by Reuters from earlier this year 
had alleged that Binance had helped illegal elements launder $2.5 billion between 2017 and 2022. But now, with so much going on, users are concerned about the safety of their fines. Is the ongoing mess likely to impact users and will it be dissuading people from investing in crypto? Singwe believes that although people are right to be worried, neither of the companies would want anything to affect the users. I see that people are getting out of Wazirx because the prices of assets on Wazirx is 4 to 5% lower than the rest of the Indian exchanges. So we know that and that there is no way to deposit INR into Wazirx. So we know that, you know, people are getting out of it. They are right to be worried because uh, there is a lot of confusion. If, if Binance's CEO goes out and says that we could shut down Wazirx, but we won't, it still is scary because tomorrow they might just shut it down, right? But practically speaking, uh, neither Binance nor Wazirx would want to sort of, uh, you know, cut down any channels that uh, that impact uh, the users. See, I, I don't think that uh, either Wazirx or Binance wants anything to happen to the users because at the end of the day, they are the customers that bring business to the platform. Now, will the ongoing issue dissuade people from investing in crypto? I don't think so. I mean, there have been major, major issues uh, in the past uh, with a lot of other things. But temporarily, maybe people won't be, you know, sort of uh, using Vasirex or Binance or... Uh, but, but these guys have created niches in their individual markets. So, uh, people would go back to them. So, I don't think people will be dissuaded from investing in crypto. And even, I don't think that they will be in the long run dissuaded from using Binance or Vasirex as a platform of choice for investing in cryptocurrencies. Yet for the time being, crypto users are likely to tread carefully. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are TheSignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 